everyone, and welcome to another edition of AUSU Open Mic. We are here with uh, a couple uh, very special guests. We've got Natalia Awanek, who is our VP Community and Wellness here at AUSU. And we've also got newcomer to the team, Karen Fletcher, who is our VP external. And uh, again, uh, we've, we've got uh, lots of great topics that we're going to be hitting today. Um, Natalia, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. And Karen, uh, this is your first podcast, I believe. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Let's do some intros just to kind of uh, get to know you guys a little bit. Uh, and uh, Karen, because you're the newest member of the team, we're going to start with you and uh, maybe just throw us uh your name and hometown and the program that you're in here at AU. Sure. So my name is Karen. Um, I'm from the territory of the Algonquin people, also known as Ottawa. I'm taking a Bachelor of Science in Applied Math and going into my fourth year, um, but it'll probably take me two more years to wrap that up because I'm also doing this. And the other question is what brought me to AU, right? Um, I really wanted to go back to school and AU was the only place that I didn't have to pay daycare for in addition to tuition. Um, I have three kids and this is accessible in a way that other schools just aren't. Yeah, absolutely. And I I think we hear that a lot as well. Um, You know, how special that is, uh, that flexibility piece here at AU. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, obviously, uh, great to have you with us today, Karen, and and hopefully this won't be the uh, the last podcast that we have you on uh, this year. So uh, we'll get started here in a moment. Uh, Natalia, over to you. Uh, I know that our listeners have have heard from you and have been able to get to know you a little bit. Uh, so I'm going to change your list up here a little bit. Obviously, uh, throw us your name, your hometown, the program that you're in, and uh, also maybe just throw us a, a quick hobby that, uh, that you can share with our listeners that have uh, been able to get to know you already. Okay. Hi, everyone. I'm Natalia Iwanek, and I'm the current Uh, Vice President of Community Wellness here at AUSU. Um, I'm finishing up my uh, Bachelor in English and Political Science, and I'm in the Toronto area, the traditional um, territories of the Mississaugas of the Credit, Haudenosaunee, the Chippewa and the Wendat peoples, and hmm, things I like to do. I like to make collages. Hey, that's interesting. That's a new thing that we can learn about, Natalia. Yeah, I've been... I just make them for fun and I've been doing it for years and just like, it's relaxing and, you know, they're not very good, but I don't think it matters. Right. (laughs) Just for fun. Yeah, exactly. No, that's a, that's a great addition to this. And again, we've, we've obviously had you on the podcast here a few times. And so welcome back. Always great to have you on. Thanks. Great to be back. And of course, my name is Jody Campbell. I'm the executive director here at AUSU, and I live and reside in Edmonton, Alberta, which is also Treaty 6, which is the traditional lands of the Plains Cree, Sotina, Métis, Blackfoot, and Cree people. And uh, obviously, we've got a beautiful day here in Edmonton. Uh, You guys are both in Ontario. We're going to be talking about that a little bit as well. But uh, we're 30 degrees. What are you guys at today? Around 20-something and rainy where I am. Here, honestly, I'm not sure. I'm going to assume around 25-ish. It's warm. You see, this is uh, this is a special day here because you, typically Ontario is so much uh, warmer than us. So uh, we're, we're enjoying some of the sunshine that you guys typically get. It's not about the heat. It's about the humidity. I, 30 here is nothing like 30 there. That is true. 
And of course, we got Duncan Watasik in behind the scenes, uh, looking after the technicals out of the podcast. And so uh, uh, let's get started here. Um, I would love to start both of you. Uh, a couple of things that we're going to be talking about today uh, are going to be about you being uh, Ontario residents and and what that experience of attending AU is like when you're living in another province, uh, especially uh, all the way in the central to slash east side of the country. Uh, we're also going to be talking about Pride Month. And so uh, maybe to start with, uh, Natalia, we're going to start with you, but what brought you to AU? I, th- I think this is always such an interesting question uh, because everybody has such a unique answer. So um, Natalia, we'll go to you first and then to Karen. Uh, what originally brought you to AU? Um, well, I started my, I guess, my university journey back in the early 2000s um, at a brick and mortar school, and I had to leave for health reasons. Um, I resumed my studies at AU about three years ago. Um, and at that time, I was traveling constantly. I was um, working full time. I was moving around um, between provinces and then I left the country. So um, I also have chronic illness. So daily commutes are out of the question. Um, So for me, the accessibility of AU um, has really allowed me to, um, I guess, pursue my dreams in a way that like works for my body and my life. Like I can write assignments around work and around my good days. I can take bad days off, not fall behind. I think things like mandatory attendance in uh, traditional brick and mortar universities can be an accessibility issues. Um, we see a lot more accessibility now that the pandemic has hit. And I kind of find it sad that it took a pandemic to give people this accessibility, but mm-hmm. AU has always offered it, which um, is amazing because this is what many communities have been advocating for for many years. Yeah, no doubt, eh? Um, Karen, from your perspective, uh, what brought you to Athabasca University? Um, well, I have three little kids. Um, they're not in school because of the pandemic, but one of them was in school when I started AU. Um, and having to go to a brick and mortar school was really an issue because if if your kids are sick and you have them in daycare, you have to stay home because they're not allowed to go, which means that your ability to attend classes is dependent on your kids not getting sick. And little kids in a kindergarten where they're all like touching things, they get sick all the time. And so AU let me commit to school without having to worry about missing classes if stuff like that happened. And it also meant that I didn't have to pay for daycare um, in addition to tuition, because obviously if I was going to uh, Carleton is where I was also looking at. If I was going to Carleton, I'd have to pay to put them in daycare, which meant I could afford to do fewer classes a semester. Uh, So this is a lot more accessible um, for different reasons, but it it just, it means I can pursue um, my degree when it works for me. Yeah, absolutely. And thanks for sharing that too, because I think, you know, every AU student has a unique story and whether it's about accessibility, whether it's about flexibility, which is what we hear a ton of, Mm -hmm. um, you know, every story is unique. So Uh, You both, we were talking earlier, Karen, you're the new member on the team. Uh, Mm -hmm. We're absolutely thrilled to have you. Uh, Let's, let's start with you, but I would love to get your, your take on what your experience was like running in the recent executive committee election uh, when you were uh, elected as the newest VP external. So what was that experience like for you? Um, Well, 
I was really nervous, but it turns out no one ran against me, which I was quite happy about. But we are, there is an election anyways. So they could have all voted no. So I was actually elected on to be exact. Um, mostly I, I was worried. I was trying to figure out if I could make it work because in the pandemic, I don't have any childcare and I really wanted to do it because I'm so passionate about um, helping students and just making education better and making education accessible. Um, and it seemed like such a great opportunity and way to contribute, but it, it was mostly a lot of meetings um, with the rest of the team and with you about like, how does this work? When are the meetings? How do I schedule this? I'm figuring out whether or not I could swing it. And I'm really thrilled that it's been flexible enough to make that work because I'm super excited to be here. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, we're excited to have you as well. I mean, thanks. Um, you know, a big part of what has happened this year is AUSU is uh, uh made a, an adjustment to our executive team and the fact that we have now offering a fourth position. And essentially what ended up happening was our VP external and student affairs role has now been split into two. And you two are the, the outcome or the result of that decision. So Natalia, over to you, you've actually taken on the new role of the VP community and wellness. And so congratulations to, on that achievement. And, and of course, you've got your hands full with this brand new role this year. Uh, what was that experience like for you? Um, you know, this was my second election in about six months um, since I came into the past role um, a bit late in the year. Um, so it was kind of a familiar process. Um, I think it's always a bit nerve wracking to put yourself out there even a second time. But um, we have a really, really great team. So I'm really excited to have been reelected. And I, I know I'll try my best to create some brand new um, initiatives and continue advocating for students in our unique online framework. Yeah, absolutely. The other thing that's unique right now is that AUSU is currently going through a by-election. We have six seats on our current council that are needing to be filled. And so uh, obviously, you know, you two are a perfect example that, you know, we've got such a diverse team, uh, such a diverse group of students that are elected onto our council and represent student voices here at AU. So uh, thank you both for stepping forward into those uh, executive positions. And we wouldn't be able to do what we do without you. So, um, you know, even Karen stepping up and, and taking on this new role. And of course, Natalia going into the new VP community and wellness. Uh, it's just, uh, we're off to a great start this year. And so congratulations to both of you. While we continue down this path here, we had mentioned that you're both in Ontario. And so it's, I want to take the opportunity to discuss the uniqueness of you both living in Ontario, which is uh, the second most populated student demographic that we have here at AU. And, um, you know, I guess from your guys' perspective, and we'll start with Karen first and then go over to Natalia. Um, what is it like being an AU student in Ontario? Is there anything unique uh, about that experience from your perspective? Or maybe it's not, maybe it's similar across the board, but I just wanted to sort of get your guys' perspective on being an AU student in Ontario. Yeah, well, I think the biggest difference is that we pay more tuition um, because we have out of province fees in addition to tuition, um, which means it's more expensive. Um, but beyond that, the actual student experience, I think, is pretty similar because if I was in Calgary, if I was in Edmonton, I would still be doing my my schoolwork online. I would still be 
I guess maybe where I'd have my exams proctored not during the pandemic would be different. But, but aside from that, um, I just have to keep in mind that there's a time change when booking appointments and, and I'm good. And Natalia? For me, like I've lived all over Ontario from the very north to the very south, small towns, big cities, everything in between. So I kind of feel like I do understand what students from the province are going through. And AU has so many other out of province and out of country students. I just, I want to be able to keep their unique needs represented, including the fact that um, out of province and out of country students pay a lot higher fees. Um, I think I also keep up with Alberta politics to better represent our students since AU is Alberta based and um, Alberta government funded. And I've also lived in Alberta um, twice actually first in Calgary and then in um, Edmonton. So it, it still feels like home in a way. Yeah, I could totally see that. When you think about our executive team, we've actually, uh, we've got four members on the team. Stacey Hutchings is our president. Almigdad Aldoma is our VP finance and administration, uh, both of whom live in Alberta. Um, Natalia, let's start with you uh, and then we'll go over to Karen, but maybe just talk a little bit about you know, what does this add to the executive team having representation in both Alberta and Ontario and, and what that means when you're advocating uh, for students across the country in all the different provinces and territories? I think just uh, keeping in mind that every province, every territory, every country um, will have diff different needs. I think it, it gives us the strength, the fact that we have members um, from different provinces so we can better represent a wider variety of students. Yeah, 100%. Karen, anything to add to that? Yeah, I think I think it's important to remember that diversity isn't important just because it's fair. It's important because people with diverse experiences have diverse frames of reference and ideas about what they've seen, what they've seen work and what they've seen not work. And so I think um, having perspectives where we can say, oh, well, some institutions here do it this way and other people can say, oh, well, here are many institutions that way um, just brings brings more ideas to the team because we have different experiences. Um, yeah, 100%. You guys are off to such a great start too as a group uh, and, and really whether it's provincially or federally, uh, you know, AU students across this country are being represented and uh, and you guys are off to a great start. I want to shift the conversation a little bit. Natalia, obviously, we talked about you uh, taking on this new role of the VP community and wellness. And just really curious, uh, you know, if you would be able to share a few initiatives uh, that you're hoping to accomplish in 2021. And um, sort of what does that look like when you start to look at this new role and, and some of the new things that you want to accomplish? Um, although like this is a brand new role and I, I guess I do feel a bit of pressure to set the tone, um, in a way, this position is just a continuation of my VPX role, um, because in many, um, post-secondary institutions, VPX deals with advocacy, but, um, my role was advocacy plus community organizing work. So when we joined CAUSE on the provincial level, the portfolio became a bit too large. So in this role, um, we have left provincial and federal advocacy with the VPX, with Karen. And in this role, I'm just continuing on with the community work. So 
Uh, there's going to be a lot of policies, um, continuing engaging students, creating community, um, mental health advocacy, sexual and gender-based violence resources. Um, it's going to be plans for social events, um, informal virtual student social like kind of drop-in hours. And then I have a lot of plans for um, disabled students and students with accessibility needs, as well as for the 2S LGBTQIA plus community. Yeah, that's fantastic. I look forward to that too. I mean, I think, you know, you're absolutely right. And I appreciate the distinction that you made there, which is, this is really just a continuation of the student affairs uh, part of the portfolio that you had before. Uh, the fact that we're going to be able to uh, put a little bit more focus on community and wellness uh, is not only super important and essential, uh, but it really is kind of speaking of the times right now too, where I, I believe community and wellness is uh, is super important, and and that's obviously going to be a big part of your the work that you're going to be doing this year. So, um, Karen, over to you, and and I guess I just wanted to offer you a similar uh, perspective when you think about the VPX and and you coming into this role. Um, share with us a couple initiatives that you're really looking forward to uh, for 2021. Something I'm really passionate about is EDI, which is short for Equity, Diversity and Inclusion. And this year I managed to get a spot on a USU's EDI committee, AU, so the actual university's EDI committee as a student rep, as well as the EDI committee in the Canadian Alliance of Student Associations, which is abbreviated CASA which is the National Student Advocacy Group, because everyone should have access to post-secondary education. Everyone should have a good experience and see themselves represented in their course material. And that's something that I think we have a ways to improve on. And I love the really practical nitty gritty. Okay, how do we get from point A to point B? Like we know where we want to go, but how do we get there? So working on that, advocating for really practical solutions for like when we have courses that need to be updated because they have language that's not appropriate. How do we do that as an institution and bringing those student concerns to AU is, is something I'm really excited about and something I've already started having conversations about with the administration. The other thing I'm really excited about is the Council of Alberta University Students or CAUSE is drafting a response to Alberta 2030, which is the provincial government's uh, response to a report about where they think post-secondary education should go in Alberta and really making sure that the student perspective is heard, uh, that the government hears what students think about this report, what students think about that recommendation and what AU in particular um, thinks and just make sure that AU isn't disadvantaged by some of the recommendations. Like one of the things they're looking at is um, they were like, well, we could measure student success by how many students graduate in six years. And we're like, okay, but some of our students take longer because of accessibility issues. So you don't want to use that metric because that's, that's going to hurt students and that's not going to achieve their goals. So just being that student voice and getting to contribute to that is something that I'm really excited about as well. Yeah, and I think the the work that you guys are doing, both uh, both yourself and Stacy as president, I mean, um, bringing some of those AU concerns to the table is something that is so important. And um, I don't know, I just know you guys are are going to do a great job. And and Stacy's uh, also been elected to the board of CASA, and so uh, lots of AU representation there for sure. The other thing we want to highlight here today, and this is always uh, such a fun month because it's pride month in june and um 
Natalia, obviously part of your community and wellness position is really about uh, a number of community building initiatives. One of the things that you've kicked off for us and has really been providing some leadership on is the 2SLGBTQIA plus Discord channel. And uh, it's, it's pretty new. It's only a few months old and the uptake has been really positive. You know, part of your role is about being a voice for those underserved and underrepresented groups of AU students. From your perspective, why is this so important at AU? Um, I think most traditional brick and mortar schools have long established centers that support and advocate for students within the community. Um, this was lacking at AU, I guess in part because of the digital infrastructure. But I think last term, um, we at AUSU decided that instead of seeing this as a barrier, um, the online framework actually gives us endless possibilities to create something pretty amazing. The community often experiences uh, various systemic barriers to education, to healthcare, to the workforce. Um, this has been also increasingly seen during the pandemic, um, especially for racialized and disabled and variously um, intersecting um, identities. Um, we wanted to create a space where students can maybe feel a little less isolated, um, more supported, and um, able to express themselves in a safe place. Yeah, absolutely. And you've done such a great job of that so far. Um, just to stay on this a little bit longer, you know, obviously we've talked a little bit about uh, the 2S LGBTQIA plus Discord, and this is a new initiative that you're sort of leading the way on. Can you share what this has meant to you and, and how it's going so far? Sure. Um, this has meant a lot to me um, personally. I came into council at a time um, when the ideas for this um, type of server were underway and I was really grateful to be part of the process as a queer student myself um, with my current re-election and new role. I'm planning to expand the server, kind of trial and error right now, seeing what works, what doesn't, um, but it's going really well. And I'd like to create uh, more of an informal center, an online uh, digital community. And I've been working on policies uh, for 2S LGBTQIA plus students, um, organizing uh, student virtual social drop-in hours. And um, if all goes according to plan, possibility of maybe a mini pride week later in the year, fingers crossed. Yeah, so cool. Um, yeah, and I think that there's going to be lots of opportunities uh, in the future for us to expand on this. And I know you're a big part of that. How do students get connected? Um, students can uh, connect through the AUSU websites. Um, there is a link for the Discord server. And periodically, we also send out invites through our newsletter and also uh, Zoom links for a drop-in hour are available through a newsletter and also on Discord and at times through our AUSU app. Awesome. Now, it should be noted as well, the Discord is for all AU students and is intended to be a safe space for the community to find support, make friends, uh, chat about your experiences at AU. Uh, this includes allies and supporters, and I would love to sort of get both of your take, uh, uh, Natalia and Karen. For all, your, for all the, of our listeners, can you share what it means to be a good ally uh, and supporter of this community? And Natalia, maybe we'll start with you. And, and then Karen, if you want to chime in, you can come in. I think 
to be an ally, um, I think you have to continue doing the work every day. So strive to arrive at allyship every single day. Um, so speak up when you notice something, um, offer support. But I think if you're not part of the community, don't take over, take a seat when it's appropriate. Also continuously learning and unlearning, um, especially in terms of stereotypes, learning more about the history, learning about the struggles, but also learning about all the great things that have been done and all the joy that exists within the community. And Karen, we want to give you an opportunity to chime in here as well, if you like. I love that Natalia is the VP community and wellness because she's so good with people. I care about people and how I express that is usually being like, let's make the policies work really well behind the scenes. Um, and, and those are the practical kind of like, okay, if there's a course that's being disrespectful because it has outdated content, like what, how do we really fix that? That's the stuff. I'm interested in, which is a less less visible thing, but I think is an important component of of treating people well and making sure that people feel respected and feel treated kindly and and feel represented in a way that that they see themselves in, instead of in ways that perhaps other people have have created using stereotypes. I'm more of a behind the scenes person than the person on social media, but um, I'm really glad that people can connect with each other on the Discord channel and and in the other initiatives that Natalia's creating. I'm happily working behind the scenes. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's important to note as well that, I mean, obviously that, you know, each one of you has your own portfolio, but uh, it's really a team effort. Uh, you know, the organization has really wanted to take uh, steps forward in a number of different ways, whether that's uh, with the Indigenous uh, reconciliation efforts, and we're going to be hosting a uh, an indigenous circle here pretty soon. So definitely stay tuned for that. And, and I think a big part of this is just about awareness. And, and I think that's what, what part of our role is all about is making sure that we're pushing lots of awareness about this community and supporting and providing opportunities to create that community. Uh, definitely stay tuned uh, for everybody listening. Uh, June 18th to the 27th is pride week, and there's going to be lots of stuff pushed out during that time. So um Thanks to both of you for sharing not only about your roles, uh, but also some of these initiatives that we're working on right now. Uh, the last part of the podcast that we want to highlight today is our rapid fire questions, which everybody waits on the edge of their seat for. Uh, are you guys ready? We're going to throw you some random questions if you're if you're up for it. Sure. Okay, we're going to start off relatively easy, and uh, we've only got a few here. But um, Natalia, we'll start with you, and then we'll go to Karen second. The first question I've got for you under the rapid fire questions is what is your ideal vacation? Oh, uh, so many. Um, I want to go back home. <laughs> I want to go back to Ukraine. I think that would be ideal right now when the pandemic ends. Yeah, absolutely. How much, uh, how much family do you have still back home? Uh, I have a lot. Um, didn't get to go home too frequently because it's really expensive and it's really, really far. Um, and I had plans to keep going back more frequently and then the pandemic hit, so. <laughs> well, now I want you to go back to Ukraine as well. That's uh, that's always cool. And it's tough to be get, uh, away from family, so. The time um, zone would be terrible, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true enough. Uh, Karen, what about you? What's your ideal vacation? I like vacations where we go and do things as a family. So I have three kids. They are currently between three and eight. And um, so stuff like, museums and um we're gonna go to an air show uh hopefully in the fall they seem to have a covid 
safe way where each car gets its own little bubble. Um, but like where there's a like thing that we go and we do, because if we're just hanging out at a cottage or something, then I'm the one in charge of like family entertainment. So I much prefer it to like go somewhere and be like, let's explore. I love museums. I am very much a museum person. Nice. New nice. York well, city is my favorite. You had me at air show, to be honest. Uh, I love air shows. Uh, amazing thrilling exciting I, I mean I'm sure your kids would love 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 that yeah they do they love airplanes and my husband works um, on military software and we actually managed to go to one a couple years ago where the plane with his software on it was flying which was really cool so awesome you're both in Ontario so what's the best part about living in Ontario besides the Leafs <laughs> Uh, um, I don't know. I've actually always lived in Ontario, so I'm not sure that I have a really good uh, thing to compare it to. Natalia might have a better answer because she's she's lived other places. Um, you know what? For me, just because I have, whenever I've left the province, because you know, the grass is always greener somewhere else. But the thing I've always missed about Ontario, and I guess you know, it, it depends what part of Ontario you're from. So I'm going to speak of the Toronto area. You can get absolutely any kind of food you want anything you can think of you can have it like and you know just because we have immigrants from around the world here and that's one thing that I missed when I I lived in maybe like smaller BC towns or smaller Alberta towns couldn't get all the food that is available here well I have certainly had a couple different opportunities in my lifetime to be able to come and visit your beautiful province and I'll be honest with you I was able to get into Northern Ontario a little bit and holy smokes, your lake country slash cottage country, whatever you want to call it is unreal. Like it is, it's a beautiful part of this country. Cause the North is really, it's one of my favorites too for lake country and oh, stunning. Yeah. It's unreal for both of you. Uh, Karen, we'll start with you. What's your favorite course at AU so far? Um, I, I really enjoyed the calculus three when I just finished calculus. I like how there's just silence from you guys. What, what just happened right now? I'm a math student, Jody. That's why I'm here. That is awesome. I love that your favorite class is calculus. Natalia, what about you? Uh, I, I'm in stunned silence. <laughs> I, I can't math at all. Um, okay. Mine's going to be opposite. Um, it was Spanish 400 um, advanced Spanish fantastic course nice okay next question if you could have any animal as a pet what would it be natalia go first i would love another dog i've always had dogs throughout my life and now this is kind of the first time i don't i need at least three i love that i i give you the the blank slate of any animal on the planet as a pet and you go with dog it's awesome (laughs) <laughs> Karen what about you well, I really like knitting so an alpaca would be fantastic <laughs> yeah see that that's good I like that um I don't know it's like I mean it's kind of I, I kind of put everybody on the spot because it's actually probably a terrible question to ask like here we are taking these wild animals and creating them turning them into pets but I mean you look at these these people that have lions and tigers and as sad as it is um it would be incredible to have such an amazing animal as a pet but at the same time i'm going to preface this by saying of course that we love all animals and um 
we don't want to pull any of them out of the wild at, at any time soon. No, but um, alpacas are on farms. Like I have a yes. friend with alpacas that live not too, too far. So. Yeah, legit, legit. Next question we've got for you is, what is the thing you miss the most about this experience that we've had during COVID? What is the thing that you miss the most that maybe you haven't been able to do? Be alone. Be alone. I have three kids. Like, <laughs> I'm never alone. It's interesting. I was talking to a friend about a year ago. And she asked me something similar and I was like, I'm never alone. And she doesn't have family that she lived with. And she said that she hadn't touched another human for two months. And we were both like, neither of these things is healthy. If only we could swap for a weekend. I think, I think COVID has been a time of extremes, right? Like whatever you have, you have it all the time. You know what? That's a fair, fair statement. And, and it's, it's so funny because I think the initial res response is like, we've all been in isolation for so long, but I think there's a lot of parents that could probably relate to that just because typically those students would be in school. Um, and suddenly now it's like our families have been, uh, you know, confined to the space of our houses. And uh, that's obviously provided some difficulties and challenges as well. So uh, fair answer. And Natalia, what about you? Mm. I think mine will be probably the opposite. I miss family and friends. Um, I mean, me to compromise. So I have been in a bubble for a very, very long time. And yeah, I, I just also just being out in public without being extremely nervous. Like I kind of miss. Yeah, no doubt. Well, you know what? We're getting close. Uh, you know, here in Alberta, we're we're slowly working through. Uh, some restrictions and such. So I look forward to all of us being able to have, uh, you know, some of those luxuries in life that we, that we miss the most. So the last thing I've got for you is um, hopefully an easy one, but in a couple sentences, what do you love the most about being on council or the executive committee? I've really, I've really enjoyed getting to talk to other adults every day. I, but that has been, it's probably not like the answer you were looking for, okay. but really good for my mental health. Um, but I've also enjoyed getting to work on problems and getting to really dig in to be like, okay, if we want this to change, how do we do it? And what are the barriers and what, like, how do we actually change this instead of just, you know, being annoyed at certain things, being able to actually be a part of finding solutions is something I absolutely love and, and I'm thoroughly enjoying. There's nothing wrong with liking some adult conversation every once in a while. So don't feel bad about that. Yeah. And Natalia, what about you? Um, I think just, I think we're really lucky. We have such a great team. Um, mm -hmm. So just, you know, learning from everyone, collaborating with everyone, you know, to have a job in the pandemic and have a job that you absolutely love and look forward to every day and, every day is something different. It's never boring. And I, you know, I'm, I'm going to miss this <laughs> when we're done because not all jobs are this great and just, yeah, I think it's been fantastic so far. That's awesome. Well, you know what? We really appreciate you guys uh, hanging out with us today. And uh, you know, I know we're just getting started uh, with the, with the term this year. So uh, lots is about to happen here and uh, just great to hear about some of these initiatives. So Thanks to both of you for hanging out with us a little bit today. Thanks for having us. Thank you. And obviously, uh, Natalia, you're kind of a seasoned veteran on the podcast by now, but uh, we'll definitely have you back. And Karen, uh, great job on your very first podcast. Thanks. Thanks for having me. You're a natural.
and uh, we'll definitely get you back on here and we can talk about a few more things as the year goes along so uh, with that being said thanks to both of you and uh, thanks for listening this has been another episode of AUSU Open Mic have a good one